Welcome to the DevReady podcast, where we're helping non-techs build better tech. Uh, today, we're joined by Hamid Gajania from DreamLaunch. Now, DreamLaunch is a particular business that helps um, people that are looking to launch a hardware product to the market. That might have some tech in, in it, it may not. Hamid, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Andrew. Now, Hamid, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you got involved in pretty much engineering space. Yes, I studied polymer engineering back in Iran, where I mm-hmm. grew up and born there. I worked in a lot of different industry in polymer um, uh, area in plastics, rubber, yes. composites and things mm-hmm. in lots of uh, different areas from normal engineering, R&D to having my own company doing consultations um, in lots of different markets there. I moved to Australia in 2010 mm-hmm. and um, did the same thing. So I started uh, working in different industries again. And then I'm working with the manufacturing industry company called uh, More Industry in the rubber and plastic uh, industry and okay. uh, markets again. Mm-hmm. And then we started Dream Lunch in almost five years ago. About five years um, ago, yeah. Yeah, and the, you know the the aim and the reason that we started the company was that through my whole career I was working with a lot of different different people who actually wants to develop uh, a new idea that they had a new product and um, you know it's really difficult for someone who has not have the a technical background and they mm. struggle a lot in a lot of different processes and things this needs experience and skills so the aim was to really help these guys uh, help uh, people with the idea inventors startups small big companies with our knowledge through this whole process because we know that this is a big journey for anyone's uh, start getting involved and Definitely, you need help to get it right. Oh, couldn't agree more. And um, yeah, one of the reasons why we obviously started DevReady Podcast was to help people more from a, a software perspective. That's our space. That's it's yeah. an area we've got the experience in. But hardware is a very interesting place and um, game. There's a lot of challenges in that, especially from a prototyping perspective. So, Dream Launch. If I come to you, I have an idea around a product. What do we do? Where do we start? What does it look like generally for someone that's looking to build a product? Like I said, it may have some tech in it. It may not. It may just be um, a particular piece of uh, equipment or some sort of gizmo or or gadget. Mm. So where do they start generally? Yes. As I said, uh, you know, we're working with people with startups in lots of different entry level in terms of the whole process of development. But lots of the people that comes to us, uh, they might only have just an idea. I give you a sort of a journey Mm -hmm. map, let's say, as uh, where it can start. And um, we'll try to build a sort of a process that we can help them sort of like end to end. And for that, we we try to work with some of uh, the partners that we have, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because yes, we're working mostly in uh, hardware sector, which can Mm -hmm. be, for example, a mix of mechanical, electrical, electronic, Mm -hmm. uh, IoT. But you know, some product needs a bit of software or app to it, or some mm-hmm. development needs, for example, a little bit of uh, uh, marketing strategy development, yes. business development, funding, investment, a lot of other things. So we, we're trying to cover all of it with some of our partners to be able to support anyone in this whole journey. But the main things that start for anyone is usually is from the idea. So you mm-hmm. uh, might come up with an idea which you think that's great. You want to build your, you know, your company, startups, and then look into the internet, search for 
similar product, the ideas, uh, you know, working with you, different people that they can help you, guide you, give you some feedbacks. But then you want to go ahead with your idea, build it. I will cover some of the things that you might not do correctly. Mm-hmm. And that's some of the common mistakes that you might do in that very early stages. But when they come to us, usually, if you have an idea, we can sit with you and discuss about the idea, the features, the market, the customers, what you actually have as a solution, if it's a good one or not. We'll help you sort of validate and uh, give you some feedbacks mm-hmm. about the idea. Usually what happens in the product development is that next, we need to put together sort of a design brief on what you want to develop, the features, functions, and everything around it. Then we start um, the process of a concept design. So it's usually included uh, putting together some sketches of the design, of how it's going to look like, how the, the features and functions going to work. It's only a sketch and concept. But then we work on that concept based on the market research and the customer feedbacks and developments that the client and the founders already done or needs to be done. And then if all correct and it works well, then we go to the next step, which usually is uh, working on modeling CAD files and then put all those sketches and concept into the actual working model. Usually the next step would be detail engineering. So we go mm-hmm. into the details of each parts, materials, a specification. We usually consider the manufacturing process because that's a very important part in there. It uh, is, you yeah. need to make sure yeah, that mm-hmm. you know the design you make, it's actually manufacturable. Because <laughs> that's what the problem that yeah. the people do, especially if they go and approach some other companies that they only are uh-huh. design companies yes. or they are not have that experience of the manufacturing before. So you, you can design anything. It looks great. Mm-hmm. It looks, you know, beautiful. <laughs> it costs you thousands of dollars to yes. <laughs> manufacture. Oh, yes. the, the, the process is too hard. Mm-hmm. Then someone, you, sometimes you give up or the customer, uh, the manufacturer tells you, oh, it's too expensive mm-hmm. or it can't fit into your target price range because that's a very, another very important feature. In your customer development, you need to find out how much you can sell your product to your target clients or mm. customers. And you need to make sure that the whole development processes meet that target. Otherwise, okay. at the end, you can sell it. That's you know another point. So that's very important things you need to do in that sort of range of development process. Mm-hmm. What we do later on is making a prototype. Prototype usually can have maybe two, three different types. So first okay. of all, at the earliest stage, you make a mock-up. It's only look like your product. Mm-hmm. And that's good to just prove your concept. Some, yes. Lots of time, you only need to make sure that your concept is actually working. Mm-hmm. You do that prototype with very basic things, things you can find out um, everywhere. We can buy maybe a simple thing, just put it together. The, after we did all the detail engineering, then we can make uh, an initial prototype. That's usually for finding issues in design, finding any issues in the whole features and functions, if they are really working or not. They're usually called alpha prototype. Okay. Based on that result, which you can make few more of it, and each time you find the problems, fix it, make another one. Make so it's an iterative process working through that. Yes, yes. yes. And it's very it's important, you know, like because test. you need to find those <laughs> <True>. issues <laughs> early enough, yes. because if you go with those issues later on in the manufacturing, uh-huh. the cost of those would be great. It can be catastrophic to the business, uh, I would definitely. imagine. Mm. Correct, correct. Yep. So then when it's done, when you've done all the improvement in the engineering and then in the design and maybe sometimes in the whole concept, then you make your beta prototype, which is actually your working prototype. Okay. That working is that like prototype. The manufacturer in copy or the um, prior one to that? 
No, not necessarily, because there is still a lot of changes that you might need to do in, in your okay. development. And what we do, again, is uh, we have some in-house capabilities in making prototypes, yes. but uh, uh -huh. because, you know, the, the range of the product we're working is very, very wide. Then we're using some contractors, subcontractors and suppliers for the prototype making. Mm -hmm. We usually use a lot of different processes as well, CNC machining, rapid injection molding, vacuum castings, uh, a lot of different things, 3D printing and all that sort of things. But what we do just to make sure that, you know, the IP of the product remains safe is that we don't send everything to one supplier. Ah, oh, so, so no us... one really yeah, has everything, everything of the segmented. product. Mm. Correct. Yes. Of course, it makes it a bit difficult to manage, but that's, mm -hmm. that's fine. That's what, yeah, it's a trade-off, yeah, security versus Correct. the benefits then. That's right. So then when you have your working prototype, then that's the time that, uh, you know, you sort of have your MVP ready. You have um, your proof of concept. You have your working prototype. You have your mechanism and functions all working. That's your MVP. Now you're ready to move into some other things and make it ready for manufacturing. Mm. It sounds like we a have... big process. I mean, oh, it, it, <laughs> how long can this take for somebody that's um, thinking about this? trying to develop something that's a piece of hardware or something that's physical. Um, that's right. But how long can this really take? You know, it really depends on the complexity of your product okay. and your idea, but it might simply take from a very, very simple product that it might take maybe three months okay. to a product okay. that it might take even more than two years. Two years, to wow. Oh, well, okay. Yes. Now, you mentioned earlier that one of the first steps is helping them validate their idea. Mm-hmm. What's involved in helping them validate their idea when they're approaching a hardware product? In that validation, what's very important is that's part of one of the normal mistakes that a lot of people do. For lots of people, the idea comes from your pain point. Yes. So you mm -hmm. have a problem, mm -hmm. something that you deal with, something that you see it's not working as you wish. Mm -hmm. And you say that, all right, I've got an idea, a solution for it. The problem in most of these cases, and that's maybe called like an inventor problem. Most of these people are getting in love with their solution. They love <laughs> yeah. the, what they come up with. It's so easy to fall in love with your own idea. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a big trick. Yes. But a lot of people get involved in that. Uh -huh. So they put all their focus on the idea. Yes. And maybe they do a bit of research, um, they talk to their friends, family, things like this. And mm -hmm. uh, the problem in most of these cases is they, your friend and families don't want to upset you. They say something to not comment very harshly. Encourage say, oh, yeah, that's you, right? Yeah, <laughs> so they want to encourage you, yes. they want to be nice, uh -huh. but they're not really telling you all the things. Yes. And another thing is they're not going to buy your product at that time too. So. Their they feedback. may not even be the right customer at that point. So you're exactly. getting that's, feedback just of the wrong people. Completely. That's right. They are not mm -hmm. your final client mm -hmm. either. So you need to get that feedback from someone who are actually your early customers, early adopters, yes. who mm -hmm. going to buy your product mm -hmm. and then find out if really they're going to buy it and if they this solution you have is really is something they're looking for, mm -hmm. not you love it. Get it. If really they want it too. And if that problem, problem is big also, enough for them yours. to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, what is the problem in most of these cases that they're not doing all these processes and they only come up with the idea or solutions that they love yes. and they think is, is a good one? Mm -hmm. So, what we do with these guys is usually try to tell them just stop, go one step back and just think and look into this. So, in a lot of times, they're not even done a very good research on the internet. Okay. You come back with them, sorry. So no market research, just, yeah, they're basically 
come up yes, with an idea no. and it's probably getting built down the road. We had a chat with it. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's one yeah. important thing, too. Uh-huh. Uh, you will see you probably have the same sort of experience as well. Not everyone really knows how to search. These these days, searching is a skill for itself. It is. Yes, how you search. Yes. Anthony is the number one uh, searcher <laughs> in, the, in the area on business. And, uh, yeah, any, if you want to find anything, speak to Anthony. That's how we do it yeah. in our business. It's, <laughs> like I said, right. yeah, it's, it's a special way of asking, I think. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's very important what to ask yes. and how you mm-hmm. ask that question. Correct. Because, you know, search engines now are very smart in mm-hmm. how to answer you. They give you an answer that you will like, but yes. it's not the whole answer. Correct. Um, so yep. that's very important things to how to ask, how to search. And lots of time you do the search for them and say, have you seen this product? You know, yes. that's similar to yours. Uh, if oh, someone is looking product? to search, what's some tips there that you would advise to look for? Do you look up patents, for example? What do you do generally to find similar things or similar products? Mm. Yeah, looking into the patents is good, of course. That's mm-hmm. another topic to how yes. to look into the patenting and IP registration, thing like uh-huh. this. But one important thing is, first of all, you need to look into similar product, mm-hmm. which is the same category of your product. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you need to look into different market, maybe a product designed and already in the market, but they don't have the same keywords as you're thinking because they are developed for a different market or they are developed with a different concept in mind. Mm-hmm. So it could um, be a similar product, but like targeted for pets rather than people. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. An example. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you need to go through all this. It usually takes time. You need to go through finding who's involved in that market, what they have in their range, looking mm-hmm. different platform, not only, for example, uh, Google, you might need to look into Social media, for example, mm-hmm. find out different product which is existing there. Yes. Going through feedbacks, maybe sometimes you know there are something and there are some comments and reviews on their product. There Would are some looking links at and things. Yeah, like can... Amazon or AliExpress and Alibaba or even yeah, yeah. Kickstarter. Yeah, definitely. You can look into pictures. You know, you search on your product or mm-hmm. whatever keywords you think of. Look into the images that oh, the image search. Yep. Yeah, they bring you up and see what else there. Then you can find something similar to idea which totally different, you know, name and uh, keywords and things like this. But then through that links, you can find out who developed it for what, what's the feature. And mm-hmm. then it gives you some other, you know, hints. Yeah, we had the- one previous guest, I think it was Tim Wormsley, Andrew? Yeah, it was Tim Wormsley, In correct. Fact, yeah. yeah. So he had, he said he was renting all the time and he moved into a new property and he invented a door that slots in between your sliding door. So then your cat can walk through, like a temporary um, pet door. Okay. Yep. He didn't do any research, and then just before he went and invested in the actual proper prototype and getting like that lump sum investment to get it all built out, the next step from the one he built himself, he Googled, and then he found someone who had made it. I think it was five months earlier. Yes. yes. And manufacturing it. Oh, even manufacturing like a couple of suburbs across. So it's very interesting yeah. in Australia. Yeah, they're in the same yeah. area in Australia yes. and yes. selling it online as it was. Mm, that's right. So like you said, yeah, that research component is critical to saving you a long-term headache and a large investment when it's mm-hmm. not necessary. Mm. Surely, surely. But there's one trick here too, because that's again another thing that I will hear from a lot of the people that I talk to, a lot of new founders or inventors. Lots of people come to me and say, I got a million dollar idea. I searched the internet. I couldn't find anything in it. That's brilliant. I have the first one who's got this idea. I always mm-hmm. ask them, do you think it's a good thing or bad thing? <laughs> yeah, interesting. Good question. <laughs> good question. <laughs> There's because, a reason you know, has, why, isn't there? Th- yes. th- that's right. It, yeah. it, you know, it has two meanings. Yes. Uh, one is that someone else has done it before and uh-huh. failed. 
you know, you need to make sure that if someone else has done this before or not, if you can't find it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not exist. Yes. But maybe it was exist in the past and the, the company failed and closed on. Mm -hmm. So you need to find out why, mm -hmm. because it doesn't necessarily is a bad things because maybe they have done it not good enough or may, you know another very important thing is timing maybe they've done it in a bad timing yes and they yep. couldn't be successful and now you can but it's important for you to know why they failed if they failed yep. and another thing is let's say that there is nothing really out there and you know you are really the first one come up with this idea it's great brilliant you need to be careful because that means that you are the first one, and you need to generate or make a new market. There's no market mm -hmm. for it already. So that's even more difficult. New product is not that easy to build the market for. What I usually say to them is that competition is good because mm -hmm. you can learn a lot from your competitors. You can find out how they did. Go to their website, read their reviews, find out how they did, buy their product, analyze it, find out what they have done good and what they haven't done yet good enough. Mm. Improve the product already exists in the market. I think you mentioned a few customer. That. Yeah, 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 you can add a few features and things. You don't necessarily have to be first to market. Not like necessarily. Said, a they paved the, the road market. for you. They already done a good job. Yes. Uh, and competition is validation. Mm -hmm. If they already yep. have a product in the market that's selling, that's a good point for you because they can sell, you can sell it too. Yes. You mm -hmm. can improve it, you know, attract more customers. That's uh, you just need to be, do something different and better. In, mm -hmm. There's uh, this whole world around Amazon and the amount of products that exist. Do you find um, a lot of people, and I've, I've seen these courses online, sell Amazon products, build your own product, design them. Do you get people coming to you from that perspective looking to improve on what exists in the marketplace? Because you can get so much feedback on these products online and then basically take that, evolve that, iterate it and build something better. Is that an area that you're finding a bit of a trend in or not really at all? We have a few different clients mm -hmm. that they actually is like this. So they are working in an idea yes. that, uh, you know, it's already there and, uh -huh. you know, you can find similar product in mm. eBay's or Amazon's, yes. you know, elsewhere and they want to improve it. Mm -hmm. um, but really, that's what I said. It's probably like an inventor yes. syndrome that lots of these people <laughs> mm -hmm. think that if it's already something's there, then don't worry about it. I need to make something unique uh, that needs to be something that I only build that no one else has got it. And yes. as soon as they see that there is something similar in the market, uh -huh. oh, someone's done it before. Yes. So we don't need to worry about it. But that's interesting it, point. It's really important. So you're yeah. saying that's an, actually an opportunity rather than a detriment to actually explore that, look at the current products and potentially evolve them? Correct. Yeah, yes. okay. That's, that's very good things, you know. Because you know there's a market and they're actually viable. Yeah, that's right. Yes. You, you can learn a lot from your competitors. Mm -hmm. You can read their reviews, find out if their customers are happy or if not, where and why. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see improvements. Yes. And that could be a very good starting point. Oh, that's very interesting. So a lot of time needs to be invested in research in the hardware space and in the software space. That's very similar. Mm -hmm. You need to research your product, understand who your customers are, who's going to buy. And I think something you said really importantly, I think the advantage we have in the software space is scale doesn't cost much. But in hardware right. space, you need to constantly produce one after the other after another product. And there's a fixed cost here. So understanding mm -hmm. what you mm -hmm. can sell a product early on is probably even is really more important than it can be in the software space. It's not it is very those. important. Yeah. You know, in most of the cost of development in software space is much less than mm. uh, hardware. If you yeah. build a product based on yes. uh, not realistic, you know, informations of your 
clients or market, uh -huh. the cost that you need to bear until you can change it, it it's huge. Mm, yeah, Development the production costs mistakes is a lot. are not as big. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's in software, it's right. a quicker iteration to resolve it as opposed to hardware. You have to go through the whole manufacturing and prototyping phase again. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, research and market research, customer development usually doesn't cost you much. Mm -hmm. That's a time that actually you don't have really a lot of cost. So do it carefully. Yes. Do it a lot. Okay. And then start the product development. That's definitely is the key. Yeah, it's good tips there because we can always jump, jump head over foot, jump into something too quickly. We see it a lot in software, but like you said, there's a little bit less risk in software. It's not an easy game either. However hardware you get the manufacturing wrong and you've got ten thousand units and there's something wrong with them you need to throw them out and start again and maybe you don't have the funds to do that so that's a big issue right mm. yeah, because you know most of the you know startup companies yes. when they start they don't have a lot of money or big budgets Correct. to go through mm -hmm. and unless you're making your mvp mm -hmm. and ready to go to the market it's really difficult to get investment and funding as well because lots of the investment companies or VCs or angel yes. investors, they need to see something actually working. It's a proof of their concept, okay. the concept that you put mm -hmm. in front of them. And until that time, you need to spend a lot of time in the de development mm -hmm. of your physical product. Yes. So you need to do it carefully because you don't have a big budget mm -hmm. covering all the costs. Mm. Do it carefully. Know exactly what you want to design. Know your market and clients. Yes. So then you save your money correctly and spend it correctly. So when you have your prototype, it's actually really matching the market. And, you know, then you can cover up uh, the rest of the process much easier. Yeah, very interesting point there. So with um, you've touched a bit upon investors. Now, you mentioned you need to probably get down to more of a MVP sort of stage, a prototype phase before an investor be willing to look at something. What? I know it's a difficult conversation. You said three months to two years. Now, that process can be a big investment for someone on their own. Have you seen people get funding early stage just off the back of an idea that maybe you've documented design on a CAD perspective, done some market research? Is that a possibility at that level? There is a possibility, mm -hmm. but it's very rare. Okay. Your idea needs to be very, very special, yes. targeting a very, very special market. Mm -hmm. And you need to put together a very, very good business plan and pitch to an investor, mm -hmm. um, which they really, for maybe a sort of a connection to similar industry mm -hmm. or idea, they see that potential. Because, yes. you know, just need to remember at the end of the day, uh, investors is is looking for return on their investment. Yes, correct. And they know the failure point of any startup, so mm -hmm. which is high. Uh, and it is even more high or higher in the hardware startups as well because of the cost. Mm. So for them bearing all that uh, risks, they need to see something really, really special okay. Okay. at the very early stages. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, you need to go into that uh, stage of having a prototype in your hand um, until you can talk to any investors and they listen to you about any now, possible investment. In this space, I mentioned patents a little before, we're going to paint it. How important or pivotal is it in the hardware space? And especially from an investment perspective, is it, do investors want to see your ideas protected? And is that something that our startup founders should be looking at, should be doing from the get-go? And how, when, at what time should they do that? Mm -hmm. That's a very good question. First of all, I should say that I'm not a, an expert in a patenting on That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but yes. I said about yes. some of my experience yes. in, in this game. Uh -huh. It's like a two-sided blade. Mm -hmm. You know, anyone who's come with an idea 
one of the first things that they've worried about is protecting their idea, especially when, you know, even when they're coming to, to someone like Dreamline yes. to say, all right, I, w- I have an idea mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, share with you. They, lots of the time, they've worried about their ideas being spools and yes. someone else's know it and <laughs> maybe, you know. Uh, they I think, bring uh, their NDAs out yes. and make it from <laughs> Yeah, I think they <laughs> it's a lot of fear in the uh, idea space. Correct. So, yes. That's right. Um, I think what um, they don't understand is we don't have the same passion or we didn't come up with that idea yes. and you don't have the domain knowledge to deliver we're not going to go and pursue that idea mm-hmm. the development of something like this them. is really really hard mm-hmm. you know it's not something that you know mm-hmm. as soon as you know an idea you say all right perfect i'm going to start building it tomorrow yes you need to as mm-hmm. you said you need to have that passion mm-hmm. the same as what they have mm-hmm. they need to have a lot of uh, plan hard works money they need to spend so it's not that easy that you just find an idea and just go and do it the next day yes but it's of course execution Oh, definitely. The execution is really always the key, the, the main, very important part of the whole uh, journey of the startups. But what is important is that um, some of the idea is not really patentable as well. Okay. You know, it, it's a common product. Mm-hmm. It's something that already exists. The technology in there is, is around maybe before. There could be some patent on that as well. Yes. But, you know, th- this is something, again, we do a bit too. When someone comes to us and says, all right, I've got this idea, um, you know, this is a um, details of it. We look into quickly into other product which is exist. And if there was a patent on similar product there, we will try to make sure that we don't cross that patent. Yes. So mm-hmm. when you patent your idea, it's actually you publish everything's on your technical you know, Correct. It's all out there for the public to see. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's no longer like a trade secret yes. or anything. Everyone knows exactly what's involved. Yes. And they just can't do it themselves. Yes. That's right. That's when right. The NDA uh, becomes worth nothing because now the public knows what it is. That's another thing to probably raise. That's yes. right. You, you can protect it when you put everything, when you publish yourself, mm-hmm. everything's up for your technical. Correct. And it's not impossible. It's not uh-huh. always very hard yes. to find ways around your patents. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. a specialty in Asia that as soon as you, you know, put something out, <laughs> yes. they find some other way to build to, the same thing, basically. Yes. Yeah, build the same yeah. thing yes. with a bit of change. Yes. And one other very important things, especially for the startups, you know, if you are a big company, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But if you are a startup with very limited budget and a lot of cost and uncertainty yes. in your process going forward, you don't want to, if not necessary, uh-huh. to spend a lot of money on patenting of something yes. of your idea mm. and spending uh, lots of your money in that process because it's not cheap really a global um, patenting then, of a product i'd imagine is very cheap what sort of numbers no, are people looking not. at if they venture down that path it depends again yeah. on what sort of uh-huh. uh, patent you want to do if you want to do it uh, yeah. as a full patent or only register provisional patent okay. and depends if you want to only for example register patent in australia or internationally yes. it all has got different figures but you're looking something around 20 20k okay yeah, and that could be a prototype build, uh, right? So, yeah. Correct. Mm. That's that's exactly right. Uh-huh. So you spend a lot of your money in patenting. Yes. Of course, what I'm saying is that 20K is the whole process, mm-hmm. not only the provisional uh, patent. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then the problem is when you go into the rest of your process, there's a lot of ways that the people can either tweak your design mm-hmm. because you already have your, all the details out there yes. or find a, a way around it. But even if they completely copy your idea, Yes. Just imagine this. You don't want to go into court and defend your, mm. your case. Mm-hmm. That's going to bankrupt you. Mm. Interesting. Yep. 
another cost. Yes, it is the cost. You know, even big companies, not even iPhone or Samsung that always have fight on, on their technologies, they're not going to courts. They settle yes. because even they know that there is a huge cost mm. in the whole process of patenting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the lawyers court. make all the That's money, basically. A, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very tricky and you most of the time will be better off if you spend that money on marketing and other other things mm -hmm. of your product. That's an interesting take because a lot of people always looking to protect ideas and do everything that, but in reality, we still got to market this idea. We have to sell this idea. We have to engage our customers, and that's mm -hmm. where money needs to be spent. And I think, I know we see it in our space. I'm not sure about you. You probably see the same thing. A lot of people spend all their money developing a product and they don't even mm -hmm. think about how they're going to market or actually get this in the hands of the consumer. How do you find that and how do you recommend people budget for those things? You know, business development and marketing is really, really very important, especially in the physical mm -hmm. game. Yes. Because of all the costs that you need to do to develop your product, you need to know your market very well. You need to know how you're going to sell it. You need to know mm -hmm. your sales channels and all your business developments in terms of how much money you really need and where and when you need yes. it very early. Because you can go into the product development of a physical product and you just spend all your money you have. Yeah. And then at the end of it, or in the middle, actually, you will end up having no money yes. and only a prototype mm -hmm. in your hand or something ready for manufacture, but no money left for you. Mm -hmm. And you don't know where to start for marketing. You don't have any money to spend there. You don't know exactly your market. And then suddenly you find out, oh, your clients or your customers doesn't really want this. They want another feature. Mm. You need to start from again. Uh, start again. From, from start yes. again. Mm -hmm. And you don't have the budget anymore. You've burnt through the whole thing. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's so interesting. So, that business space. development is very important mm -hmm. to, to do very early. And then you mm -hmm. know how much money you need, what sort of steps you need to go through, when you need those sort of investments. Then, you at the time, you can go and approach, for example, an investor yes. or someone to get involved and, uh, you know, prepare all the budgets that you need for it. Oh, that's some really good information and insight there, Hamid. So I now I'm at a prototype. So I've gone through this process. I've researched my market. I understand an idea. I've designed a product. You've done some CAD drawings. You built a little bit of a prototype. You mentioned beta prototyping. Can you explain a little bit more alpha and beta and what the differences mm -hmm. are there, just to clarify that for me? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when you're making, as I said, we have one sort of prototype mm -hmm. before that, and that's what usually what we call as mock-up. So okay. in that mock-up, is it's something that you put together, maybe with, you know, a cardboard. Ah, or, okay. You know, so simple things really that you have. Basic, yep. Yeah, really, really basic. Just like to, wireframes. Pretty much, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Right. You only want to see your product. You see how it looks like. Is that really how you imagine it? Uh, and for example, you have some very simple function. Is it really working mm -hmm. or not? Or something like this. Okay. So you build it only with what you find, mm -hmm. with minimum budgets or minimum cost. Get it. There. But then when you get into the detail engineering and you have all the detailed bits of your product built and made, in the prototyping, there are a lot of different materials that you can use for, okay. a lot of different processes that you can use for mm -hmm. making a prototype. Lots of these rapid prototyping uh, processes, like, for example, 3D printing. Yes, I imagine that's changed the game a little bit in your space, 3D printing. Yeah, definitely. Yes. It makes it things very easy yes. because you can uh, yeah. build it. But even in that game, there's a lot of different processes. So uh -huh. the things that you can find in, for example, Harvey Norman or some other, you know, 
uh, normal shops that they're selling 3D printers, uh -huh. they're all usually only good for making toys and you understand. Know, yeah, they're, okay. not, yeah. they're not the real product mm -hmm. that you can use. That the process of 3D printing is developed hugely in past few years. Yes. So there's a lot of different materials exist, a lot of different processes and methods exist that all can give you different products mm -hmm. with different finishes, okay. with different properties. Mm -hmm. You need to know which one you choose and for what reason. But these processes save you money because they are fast yes. and they are easy to build. So, and if it doesn't uh, work, you can throw it in the bin quickly and do it again. That's right. You can make iteration is easy. Change. Not, yeah. Yeah. Correct. It's not a that's large cost like you used to be having to make the mold for the injection molding. Mm -hmm. Surely, yes. Which you then have to offset the cost per unit long term. That's right. These can be a really, you know, a huge cost for you. Mm -hmm. But then, just imagine of this: if you use um, a simple product like a simple process like three D printing, yes. your product won't be as strong as a finished product built by injection molding. It can have some functions, mm -hmm. but not necessarily all the functions. It might not do, you know, for example, that certain functions that you need in your products. Yes. It's good to look into it. It looks, it's good to see, for example, it, if dimensionally it fits to the rest. If, mm -hmm. for example, there's any issues in the design, you need to, you know, see and fix that later. But it's not really functioning as your finished product needs to be. So mm -hmm. what we do at this stage, we're using fast and cost-effective processes like 3D printing and vacuum casting and similar things for building a, an alpha prototype. So we only can mainly find design issues, improvements on the design, finding the problems that might be in the dimensions and look and whatever. And, but the product is not in a working condition. Okay. But then when we fix most of these problems, mm -hmm. then we use some like semi manufacturing processes like rapid injection molding yes. and you know cnc machining and mm -hmm. things like this on a better materials or even exactly the same materials that needs to be manufactured uh, okay. or used mm -hmm. for the finished product mm -hmm. so that is actually called beta prototype it's a working so it's working it's operational it's representing the product rehearsal if it's for example an iot electronic in yes. there we actually build all the, all the components you know, the in there mm -hmm. and all the components in understand. there it's actually working okay and then you can test the whole functions yes. test how it works mm -hmm. improve and work on the design still um usually there's always something to you know improve and yes fix and it's and never perfect is it because once you, it's, no, you see it in a physical world it's very different to what you imagine even seeing it on a CAD drawing on a computer, it's very mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. once you get it in physical hands. That's mm -hmm. right. And you actually do that function and say, oh, that's actually when I fold this part, that's actually touching somewhere else. Yes. And it, you can't really see it uh -huh. unless you have it on your hand and do that. Understand uh, the physical. Yeah, and then checking. the cardboard to that prototype is very is, different. It's too rough <laughs> or it's too smooth. The corners are too sharp. Yes. Correct. And that's another probably thing yeah. that comes out. Uh -huh. So now, yes. and uh, just one yes. last thing I yeah, want to sure. add to this is that, you know, when you have all that process done, then we usually need to do another very important process is called design for manufacturing. Okay. Because mm -hmm. everything you do at this prototyping stage is actually done for prototyping. Yeah, to get the, the result of the prototype, right? That's right. So when you go into the manufacturing, then you need to adjust and adopt your drawing and all the dimensions to the manufacturing 
specifications okay. you need to make sure that you know if i'm going to use for example injection molding machines yes. then i need to have the draft angles right we need to consider that how it's going to be manufactured in an injection molding machines we need to provide all the tolerances for the parts i need to specify exactly the materials that are going to be used and make sure that it's already exist for example in this market if, if i'm going to manufacture a product in australia i need to make sure that the product i have specified it's actually exists in this market and not that I just find it in the internet. <laughs> and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> so these are a few important things that needs to be prepared for manufacturing. Yes. Then, uh, well, it sounds like a very thorough process that people need to go through. It's not just, I have an idea and print it on a 3D printer and off I go and start manufacturing. There's a lot that goes into this process. You mentioned, yeah, minimum three months is probably where you're sort of looking, but it can be a couple of year process for more intricate products. So there's quite a bit there. That's right. Yes, it's it's not an easy task. Yes. It's it's an enjoyable uh -huh. process. You know, lots of people. Uh, we we definitely certainly love the whole process, and that's why we're doing it. It's we, a creative process too, part. right? It is. It's not. It is. It's not just that. It's problem yeah, solving. Yeah, it's problem solving. It's creative. It's right. from a hardware perspective, you've got your own challenges. Obviously, mm -hmm. we work we work in a software space. We follow a similar guideline to you with slight variations on the process. Like obviously, we don't have a piece of hardware uh, that we that's produce right. and have to test, but you do want to be prototype. You do want to be testing. You do want to be talking to customers. If someone's looking out there to build IoT devices, you need to think about hardware and software. That's why we're raising this conversation and brought him on today, just to start thinking about what the process could look like there. Because all of a sudden, mm -hmm. if you're doing something in the IoT space, you've got a hardware channel that is developing. Plus, then yeah. you have a and software channel that's developing at the same well, time. Well, there's two pieces of software. Yeah. Really. There's the low-level stuff that runs on the device Correct. itself. That's right. Plus the, whatever customer-facing interface there is mm -hmm. to get whatever data you're collecting or using. Well, that could be an app. That could be a web portal yeah. that reports data. They all need to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, they need to develop yeah, so, it together and make sure that you know mm -hmm. uh, that that piece of hardware and software actually working together in a way mm -hmm. that your customers really enjoy yes. using your device. Yep. Now. Hamid, the the event so Kickstarters of the world. I think Anthony mentioned it earlier. So, do you find people jumping on Kickstarter since some significant amount of funding raised on Kickstarter? But clearly, they've invested quite a bit to get to that point anyway. And that's are they at a point? Generally, sometimes you've got a prototype even. So you've mentioned this if you're looking for investors. If someone's looking to maybe kickstart a product, you still probably need to go through that that phase of um, testing the market, understanding their customers testing, prototyping, and have something to show because it's really going to help you in the longevity of that. So crowdfunding, how is that impacting the people you work with? And do you see people using crowdfunding to source funding? Yeah, I think it's a very popular platforms mm -hmm. to raising money. Yes. Crowdfunding is popular these days. You mm -hmm. can see um, a lot of very successful projects and products yes. that's raised a, a lot in crowdfunding. Yes. Of course, it's becoming like an art, by itself it how is. to do it properly <laughs> because I, I've seen a lot of uh, unsuccessful campaigns as well which you know they haven't really uh, raised enough money uh -huh. or you know the amount that they maybe expected before yes. but what I can say in there is yeah we all see people startups that they're looking to going to the crowdfunding and uh, probably raise some money because as we said the process of product development especially physical uh, or if the product is a bit complex is is expensive yes. so you know the founder is looking to any other means that they can raise money uh -huh. in their process 
crowdfunding is not only for raising money, mm -hmm. it could be good for raising awareness too and finding your early yep. adopter customers. So it becomes a marketing uh, exercise. A well. race market yeah, research, basically. Could be too. It gauges you, your customer base. Are they willing mm -hmm. to pay at the different tiers that you're offering, yes. your yes. pricing model? So you actually check that. You can actually check and get uh, reviews and peoples that they know, but oh, they want your product and interested in. Yes. So that's a way to get um, the words out okay. and uh, sort of test your market. Mm -hmm. That's a, a very good thing. But what I see is that lots of the people, the founders might do it wrong or they have a misconceptions. And that's, I don't know about the, the software development, but I see a lot more in the hardware because of the, as I said, the whole process is much longer. Yes. So some of the people, they're getting in low budget and they think, all right, now I need to raise some money and I don't have anyone around myself to get money mm -hmm. from. So, and I'm probably I'm not ready to... Mom and dad don't have a, a nest egg behind them to go take some money from. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. Uh, so I so, say, all right, I'm going to yes. start the campaigns uh -huh. in, you know, Kickstarter or Indiegogo or somewhere else's and raise some money yes. uh, to cover someone's cost. Mm -hmm. The problem is that these people don't realize is that that is not a funding strategy mm -hmm. a strategy mm -hmm. or actually a platform mm -hmm. you actually pre-sale yes, your product correct. Mm -hmm. so you just make liability for your company mm -hmm. not actually you just raise money mm -hmm. to do the rest mm -hmm. of the process so if you have already few people um, that actually about your product yes. they're expecting you to deliver the product in your time correct so that is the cost you need to spend on manufacturing not on product development mm -hmm. because you spend all that money on the product development and then you get to the manufacturing and then oh, you run out of the money point you've you just don't have money to do the manufacturing yeah. your customer yeah, that's why gets a lot frustrated. of those things get funded but never go anywhere yeah. and they all just fail yeah you can see a lot of stories uh -huh. in the kickstarters and you know similar that you know they're still waiting for the product mm -hmm. and nothing delivered Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why you see a lot of people don't trust. You know, I see there are a lot of good people that they support yes. your product and idea, but there's a, a negativity in lots of these gadgets that you can find in the Kickstarter or the Google. Yeah, people, yeah. even the ones investing, they think they're investing in something, not buying something. Correct. Mm. Yes. Which so, they're actually buying something. That's right. They're buying. You know, they pay in advance for the product that's uh, supposed to be delivered to them in that time frame. That yeah. you know, you already tell them that you know it would be. I've done a couple Kickstarter things. I've put, bought things. Mm -hmm. One was on time, and one took like eight months to get to me. <laughs> yeah. At least you got yeah, it. So sometimes you don't get yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. You, you're lucky yes. that at least you no, got lucky, the product. But... Because you know that's the main problem. You know, you raise that money, uh -huh. and you think that you know, all right, that's good. I've got this money. I'm gonna spend it in finishing the product development yeah. but especially if you don't have all the good plans and uh, you know exactly what you're doing this money can go very easily and you spend it all and then your main cost in actually the manufacturing then we're going to make the molds for your product yeah. and you're going to go to the manufacturers mm -hmm. and find all the supply chain costs that you need to cover i have some examples that i know exactly on the details that there was uh -huh. a a very good product in uh, Kickstarter yes. and Indiegogo, actually, they have both uh, platforms. That was a lunchbox that it raised about two, more than two million. For a lunchbox. Lunchbox, yes, yes. That was nice. a very successful yes. project, uh, a campaign. Uh -huh. And there was three guys that actually worked on that uh, um, idea. Yes. And they said, all right, they got the money, a very good, successful campaign. Mm -hmm. And they said, all right, all right, we'll go to China. Yes. They went into China. They hired a five-star hotel. They have the money. Uh -huh. you know? Of course they, they say, all right, I'll <laughs> splash it around. <laughs> 
That's right. Yeah. So say, all right, we're going to the you know a manufacturer, a, a very good, reputable manufacturer yes. that worked with the high, good brands, uh-huh. and so all right, this is our product. Let's make the samples and the product, and you know maybe a month we'll be back with all the product and we send it to the customers. Mm-hmm. I know that they were in China for six months, oh, wow. and oh. at the end of it, they have got no nothing. nothing. And, and probably no money all that too. Money. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They, they spent all that money <sighs> and they couldn't get it right because they haven't done the whole process of development completely. And they were hoping that they can do it with the supplier, oh, wow. which is not yeah. uh, happening most of the oh, time. That's equivalent to, yeah, you get an idea and go, we'll do it in China because it's cheap. And then in software, someone's saying, yeah, we'll get it done in India. And it's just cheap. sending it yeah. there and not even thinking about yeah. what it is to begin with. Yeah, interesting. And getting it done properly. Mm. Yeah. Get it. So you're basically jumping from. So you've done a bit of market research because you're able to sell it and you're jumping straight to manufacturing. You've skipped all the testing, all the prototyping phases, understanding what it means to actually manufacture this, the challenges you might have. Because a manufacturer, is that's not their job. They generally get, I imagine, schematic yes, and correct. Yeah. do it off that yeah, problem. So going to the wrong people to solve the, the yeah. wrong problem. Yeah. If, if so ideally, exactly. using that Kickstarter model, you should have gone through the whole process and you're raising... You're selling the product, but you're going to use that money for the manufacturing and, only. You should have done everything to that point and know what your manufacturing costs are going to be for, the, say, the first thousand. Correct. Correct. And then you'll know how much money to raise. Yeah, and how much you can sell That's your product right. for as well. So you'll know everything yeah. from that at that point. Yes, yes. That's totally right. Yeah, otherwise, what are you basing your numbers on? <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> you're making all these tiered things and giving away discounts, but what is that actually calculated Some from? Some numbers people pluck on a spreadsheet and hope for the best sometimes. Yeah, that's yeah, the unfortunate that's, world. That's not realistic. <laughs> Correct. So, Hamid, can you tell us a little bit about some of the projects you've been involved in? I'm actually intrigued as to some of the stuff you've designed, maybe got to market. Obviously, can't talk about stuff that's under NDA, but maybe mm-hmm. some things that you worked on in the past that um, excite you and some interesting products out there. Yes. We're working in a very, very wide range of the product, uh-huh. uh, and that's very exciting yes. as well because, you know, we, we're not getting bored at all. <laughs> Get it. That's right. But as you said, I cannot unfortunately tell you any details of the project yes. that you're working because uh-huh. of the, the confidentiality agreement that we have with all the people that we are working Understand. with. Understand. Yep. But just to give you an idea about a range mm-hmm. or what sort of a product we're working yes. with is, you know, one of them I can tell it's uh, the product which is already in the uh-huh. market uh, and they have a website, so there's no secret that okay. I, I would be worried about telling <laughs> it, is uh, the product called uh, Magino. It's a smart cop. Okay. Um, it's actually uh-huh. a very interesting concept because it's got a very a niche special technology yes which is used in aerospace um, and some spaceships, actually. Okay. Uh, it's convert the heat to electricity and vice versa. Yes. And the, the whole idea is that you have a mug that, uh, for example, you you want to have your tea or coffee yes. or maybe even, for example, a beer in it. And what's happening for most of us might be is that, you know, you have your coffee and then you get busy with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, your emails or something that you are <laughs> working on and your coffee gets yes. cold. So it actually, you can set it in your app, uh-huh. the temperature of the drink you want to have. Okay. And then they keep it in that temperature yes. for as long as uh, you want to have yeah, interesting drink. model. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So it's a complex, as you can yes. say, it's, it's a combination of the IoT, the hardware, uh-huh. the mechanical electronics. Is that material and, uh, too? What type of material yeah. did you use to produce that? It has got a lot of different things uh-huh. in it. So it's, the body is aluminium, yes. that part of it is stainless steel, uh-huh. and some other parts are, for example, plastic. Yes. Then it's got, for example, some sealing gel in it mm-hmm. and some other. So it's a very complex in terms of different materials. Interesting. And, uh, even the 
plastic parts is completely different uh, from part to part. Uh, so it's a very complex product. For example, apart from that, we have uh, worked on different type of glasses. Okay. Um, uh, some glasses that we're working at the moment, mm-hmm. for example, it's a, it's a modular glass that um, is designed for kids and it can grow with, uh, with them. Okay, so it grows with the kids. Size. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, for example, uh-huh. we had another idea of... Uh, of, a, of a glasses that uh, called shower glass. It's uh, something that you know you can, or ladies usually can wear yes. when they're going to take a shower and they have a makeup. We want to make sure that you know the makeup stays uh-huh. there. Um, <laughs> so, oh, for example, we have a different panels, a modular panels idea that we work with schools yes. um, in terms of sound barriers and things like Interesting. this. Interesting. That's um, a variety had, of things, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. We had worked on, for example, a set of different um, tweezers and other products uh-huh. for women uh, the whole design of it we working on an idea for air conditioning uh-huh. in terms of sense um, generations and uh, device yes. we have a special powerpoint that uh, um, it's uh, it's in the electrical game mm-hmm. we have a smart suitcase um, smart suitcase <laughs> yeah. how can a suitcase it's, it's a very be smart ideas <laughs> unfortunately i can't tell you yeah, that's okay it, uh, <laughs> yes. but it's a very uh-huh. interesting concept uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very detailed yes. and very special mechanism mm. on the suitcase but that's something that's you that, know, that part um, there is interesting because that world touches upon also then fashion so you have to be fashionable yep. as well as a product that adds value and you can't be the same. Not everyone likes every the same thing, so it becomes interesting. So very um a, a lot of variety there of different products. Some with IoT, some without. Some just particular solving certain problems. So yeah, if you're looking to build something physical, Hamid, we came across, and I love the the name Dream Launch. I just think it's um a brilliant little name in terms of yes, we all have a dream sometimes around ideas and concepts, and uh, I see that yeah, the Dream Launch name. I think it's a brilliant name and a brilliant um business Thank that you're you. building. Yeah. That's one of the things that we have mm-hmm. uh, built the Dream Lunch yes. based on. That's our dream, let's yes. say. And uh, uh-huh. we, we like that everyone with a dream yes. can make it yes. happen. It's and brilliant. be here to help. Yes. You must start getting some emails from me now. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's Anthony is our ideas guy. Um, and yeah. hardware. Uh, we've thought about a lot hardware, but it's just like it is a complex beast. Yes. Yeah, we start with a Raspberry Pi prototype because it's something yes. we can put together ourselves and we can code yes, it. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. If we can code something, it's that's easy. Right. It's generally something IoT, but I think that's um, been a lot of fun exploring the world of hardware. Is there anything important that you'd like to leave our listeners with that are thinking about building an idea or a concept that's got some physical component to it? Only I can uh, give a general advice, mm-hmm. which, as I said, uh, do your research. Yes. You don't be regretful of the, the time that you spend on doing more research and customer development. Yes. Uh, try to focus on your customer's problem, not the solution you're developing for them. Try to mm-hmm. analyze and find out about your idea before you start the whole process of product development. So know as much as you can about your customers and your market. And it's a long, a difficult process. Of course, it's a very fine line between what you need to hear from your customers or whoever you approach to getting a feedback. Lots of people can have a negative approach. They say, oh, that's not going to work. That's not a good idea mm-hmm. or whatever. You need to listen, but not just to get upset and forget it. You know, there's a lot of people that they have an idea and never act on it because of some negativity that they get from their... It's their baby. It can be challenging yeah. to get negative feedback and people don't like rejection. And that's perceived as rejection. But mm-hmm. in reality, 
you have to take that hat off and just be really subjective about an idea. It's not easily done. If you can't do it, maybe you need to employ someone to help you do that. That's something to think about too, because some people just don't like that negative feedback. And yeah, how getting someone to help you with that yeah. could be a way to move forward too. Problem with that is some ideas need to be rejected. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Otherwise, that's, that's you'll, what you'll learn that lesson yes. the hard way, and then it'll cost you a couple hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Not more in this space. Yes. yes. It, as yeah. I said, it's it's a very fine uh-huh. line between listening and at the same yes. time not getting too upset and forget. Mm. Because you know, if you have a dream, mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to just leave it and then you have that regret with mm-hmm. yourself for your whole yes. life. Say, ah, oh, you know, yeah. I wish I've yes. done it. Get it. Yeah, so um, that's the difference between having a product that definitely won't work or like Elon Musk saying, I want to make a reusable rocket and everyone telling yes. you no. No, yeah. And uh, you need to be a little, not a little, a lot persistent. <laughs> Anything in <laughs> life that's worth it. doing needs persistence. <laughs> it takes a lot of hard work and effort um, and evolution. So we never have all the right that's answers right. to begin with. So just be willing to look. And I think you mentioned something really important there. I mean, focus on the problem. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you may have found a big problem and your idea maybe isn't perfect to solve that problem and your customers may help you evolve that or potential customers may have evolved that to an actual delivery of a product that maybe you didn't even think about in the first place. So, or you've evolved it that far, right. it doesn't even look like the original product. So iteration, let's say people. Or yes. it's a problem that's not yeah. worth solving, that's not, that's even nothing. though there is a problem. Yeah. One of the other podcasts we had, someone mentioned, they, someone they knew had come up with a way to squeeze all the toothpaste out yes. of the tube. And when they actually surveyed people, that was a yes. problem, but it was a very, very low priority problem. So it wasn't worth fixing. No one would yes. pay for this special tube rolling toothpaste. <laughs> That's right. We have the same uh, idea. Someone uh-huh. has come to us and asking, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a developing a new product that I can yes. use that a little amount of uh, liquid or whatever mm-hmm. remains at the end of the yes. bottle. Mm-hmm. Said, you know, yes, really, you can find something, some solutions. We can develop something, yes. but. Is that really important <laughs> for lots of people? Yes. Yeah. yes. To save 15 cents <laughs> of whatever you if, use. If that, yeah. that so It's the importance. And I think I think you touched on it there, Anth. Um, what is the, the pain point? Like, how bad is that pain point? How is it a 10 out of yeah. 10 pain point? I would pay whatever I need to get this done. Or is it 1 out of 10 where I can live with that? If you're working on the 1 out of 10, you're yeah. probably working in the wrong space. So good to find it out early. Correct. That's mm-hmm. right. And yeah. don't do it alone. Ah, I like that point. Because collaboration yeah. is king, and it's yeah. much easier with more people. Agree. Sure. Yes. Yep. Yeah. No, very good, Hamid. Um, I want to thank you for coming on today to the Ready Podcast and talking something a little bit different, more about hardware and thank delivering hardware to a market. But I really appreciate it. We'll share out your um, your contact details on LinkedIn when we post this. And if anyone wants to contact Hamid, uh, you can get in contact with him at dreamlaunch.com.au. Check out their website. There's a bit of content there around the processes that they follow and even some certain ways to actually maybe start off the process through the blogs that they've got. So thank you, Mead. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you very much and all the best. No, thank you. you. Don't forget your dream. You <laughs>